Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, Dustin. Steven. So... The other mm-hmm. week, Jen and I were shooting a wedding, and uh, I was down on the dance floor getting some awesome shots while Jen was in another room shooting details. Mm-hmm. Um, well, was it details? I think it was f- desserts. I think that's what it was. And uh, I sent her a text, and I just said, um, boss rush, it's popping off, and then saute. Mm-hmm. So um, if I had sent that text to you, would you have come running into the room to shoot with me because you knew something awesome was happening? Or would you have been like WTF and kept doing whatever you're doing? You said boss rush. Boss rush. It's popping off and then saute. So how I would have taken that is the the famous rapper Boss Rush is on the radio in the mm-hmm. room you're in. Yeah. And it's the poppin'. groomsmen are sauteing poppers. Um, oh baby, I like this. I like this. So you would have come running. That's what I'm getting from this. And I would have been like, uh, "Me gonna get some of those while dancing some mad hip hop jazz moves to Boss Rush." And uh, would have ran to you, Stephen. I would have ran to you. I believe Jen just texted me back and was like, "You're a weirdo." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yeah, I get it. I, it's weird. Somebody's, you know. <laughs> sending you a bunch of text messages about a podcast called the adventure zone about dungeons and dragons you've never heard before. And you're supposed to translate that into cool stuff is happening on the dance floor. And I should go down there. And yeah, Mm. Jen doesn't get that. And she doesn't run down to the dance floor apparently, but you know, that's just how it is. Next time. Doesn't, you know, something we have not talked about yet. Uh, the episode we did with Boo Ray and Gary, that was oh, we did an episode with Buray and Gary. Yeah, that that was a few episodes ago. Now we we've okay. just been we we done a lot of episodes since then, and uh, that was uh that was our first episode in uh, season three of the Wedding Photo <gasps> Hangover. We're in our third year now of the Wedding Photo Hangover. We're in a thurple. Yeah, yeah. We we didn't even take a moment to like celebrate. It's like we're all business now. We're running at full force, and we don't even have time to party down. Yeah, we just, we want to give the listeners what the listeners want, and that's a very serious, educational-minded podcast. Mm -hmm. No fun and games here, folks. No talking about D&D, that's for certain. Yeah, for certain. So, Dustin, uh, now that we're into year three, season three of the podcast, uh, Mm -hmm. what what, what do we got in store for the listeners? What what are we doing this year? A lot more drinking, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot more drinking. Uh, low carb diet, be damned. And you're um, off the diet. You're off the diet. Not off the diet. Just not not drinking. Mm, okay. Uh, just yeah. not not drinking. Mm-hmm. Not not. Okay, got it. Not not. Dustin. So, year three, season three. What can the listeners look forward to? What What are our big goals? Our big initiatives this year? Uh, Stephen, we'd like to do more public outreach. Hmm. We'd like to do more live events, or at least a live event mm. is our goal. Oh, we're for doing season. serious stuff? I thought we were doing jokes. Oh, wait, are these jokes? Wait, you're doing jokes and I I'm thought you were serious? Leave, is that what? I'm trying to do, leave it in a way where it could go either way. I wanted to do a live way. event. I wanted to do a live... Uh, were you just... Were you joking me? Man. Oh, man. Sorry, man. 
I feel like I feel like year two season two was about connecting with other podcasters, other photography podcasters, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, bringing more awareness to all the good good podcasts out there that uh, you know you guys have to listen to, um, other than our good good podcast. To only bring them back to realize. <laughs> Wedding Photo Hangover podcast is all I really need in my life. Uh, you are so full of yourself. I kind of love no, it. No, no, just just no, full of our podcast. It's confidence, it's confidence, and I love so it. I like to yeah. stuff it in. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, I, I feel like this year, what we're going to try to do a little bit more, we're going to try to reach out to. We're we're going to keep reaching out to other photographers and other podcasters who talk about photography. But we're also going to be trying to reach out. I feel like to other people in the wedding industry. Because I feel like there's a lot of jokes to be made about about weddings in general. And I feel like, you know, when we're just talking to photographers, we're not really hitting it all. Which is why, you know, we had, you know, Josh Withers on, the celebrant. We're going to have uh, Megan Gillikin on in a little bit. Uh, she's a wedding planner. Uh, and, you know, we, we want to bring more of that goodness. Because, uh, you know, all jokes aside, those people can actually give us a lot of insight into what we do and how we do it. And also they can, they can make hilarious jokes about it. Yeah. After the Josh Withers interview, all I can think about is how I want celebrant on my resume. Mm -hmm. The title, I just want to be introduced at parties, get togethers, family reunions is like, oh, this is my son, Dustin. He's the celebrant. It just sounds so uh, prestigious yet fun. Yeah. No, I mean, celebration, man. Yeah. You got to do it. Do it to it. So, uh, Dustin, I think we should probably slide right into some follow-up. You ready? Mm. You ready for this? I'm ready for you to get down on your knees, Steve. I screwed up. Yep. So, uh, nobody's, nobody's texting me about this or DM me, but I feel bad. Last week we, uh... Why didn't you say something, Dustin? Last week we had a conversation about the, how crazy the real estate photography industry is getting. Um, and because that story about the real estate agent uploading a photo of himself getting a blowjob felt like just another, it, it felt like just another real estate agent trying to go viral. Um, especially because he was like, yeah, that was me. Wink. When he was uh, asked about it and he was like, but you you can't use the photo, but it, it was totally me. It was like, hey, I, I want people to know it's me, and I want people to know about the story, but I want them to come to the MLS or the the website to see the listing, you know? So it mm-hmm. just it felt creepy and weird to me like that. But um, the thing we didn't really talk about, which is why I feel so bad about it, is we didn't talk about how incredibly gross it was <laughs> that um, we have no idea if he had any sort of consent from the woman in the photo. We don't know if she knew her photo was being taken. We don't know if she knew it was being uploaded to a website. And so I feel really bad about that. And that's a, a few people have DM'd to see if we had a link to it. And uh, we don't have a link in the show notes for that one because I don't really, because I don't know her consent level with that. I didn't want to include like a link to it because I feel like that's kind of gross. Like, Hey, you know, even though like all the links were like photos were censored and everything, like it still feels kind of gross to like, you know, put that person on blast who (sighs) didn't know what they were getting themselves into. I just, I I feel real shitty about it. We don't know. Yeah. We we don't don't know. know. And that's, that's why I feel shitty about it. So it's the unknown that has Steven's conscience. Mm. Just like, yeah, 
in flux. Dude, I I had a few minutes where I almost just tore the episode down, but I I ended up, I ended up deciding to leave it up because mm-hmm. the the story did go viral. I saw it in like twenty different Facebook groups, so it's like it's not like we were really adding to like like I feel like everybody already saw it more than likely. So, or they did now. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> no link. So anyway, Dustin, uh, what are you drinking Steven. tonight? Now that now that we got the follow up out, where I just tell everybody I feel like yep. shit. So yep. Yep. yep, shitty man. Yep. I am drinking a New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA. Um, Stephen, first sip of this uh, skeleton Park Ranger beer is uh, didn't like it. Not a fan. I'm normally a big New Belgium fan. Uh, Voodoo Ranger sounded interesting to me, and uh, yeah, don't like it. It's pretty, pretty bad. But I don't really like IPAs either. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was gonna say I don't know why you thought you'd be a fan of it as an IPA and you hate IPAs. Yeah, it's growing on me though. The more I drink, I'm like, eh, it's not too bad. <laughs> the more drunk you get, the better it tastes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's funny how that works. Uh, tonight, I'm just drinking a Buffalo Trace bourbon with a little Coke. Mm. A little whiskey and Coke action over here tonight. So what you're saying, Stephen, is if I had come to your house this evening, I would be drinking that. Yeah. Yeah, you would be. <sighs> Poor life choices. So for the listeners out there that don't know, I was supposed to be in Indianapolis tonight. I love how you say for listeners out there who don't know, like there would be some way that they would have known this. Like, like any listeners might've known this. We could have stalkers. We don't know. (laughs) We could have people who hacked your phone and know about this. Dustin was supposed to come to Indy tonight. And, uh, due to uh, overwhelming circumstances, he did not end up coming to Indy tonight. No, we can, we can share the circumstances, Steven. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to photograph a home yesterday. I fucked up and forgot to shoot, photograph it. And the realtor texted me this morning and was like, hey, uh, when can I expect those photos for such and such property? And I was like, oh, shit, I never went and photographed that property. So I was like, "Uh, today, you can expect those photos today as soon as I go take them. (laughs) And they, as soon as they could let me in was this evening when the homeowner got home from work. So... That put a bit of a wrench in my plans to get down in time to see the great Indiana man, Stephen Van Elk, so and do you, still record uh, a podcast. Did you shoot in JPEG? Just give, uh, him, give him over on the spot and just hand him an SD card and walk away? Well, no. So what I did is I, I obviously had other homes I had to photograph today. And so I was in the area of where this house was. And I had a little bit of a, a break in between homes. And I was like, oh, I'm going to slide over here and see if I can just at least get the exterior done. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was supposed to rain later in the afternoon. And so I got the exterior done and I was like, I'm just going to knock on the door and just see if anyone's home. And sure enough, like somebody was home and I was like, Hey, can I just like get photos real quick of this house? And they were, they were like, not completely cool with it, but they allowed it. And cause you have to remember, they already had the house ready for photos the day before. So it's not like they destroyed it. Oh, you are not going to be working with this real estate agent ever again. Is what I just heard. Probably they not. probably, but, those people probably called the real estate agent, told them how unprofessional you were, how well, creepy so, that felt and how they felt like they had just been, had their privacy violated by you. And now you will never work with that person again. So that thought went through my mind, but I'm like, okay, if this people never call 
call the realtor yesterday when I didn't show up to tell the realtor, like, hey, this is really weird. Like, I thought you said the photographer was showing up at this time, and he never did. And being that they didn't call the realtor then to express my unprofessionalism, I thought, like, okay, the chances are good that they probably won't call this time. So I'm going to, because my plan was to take the photos and deliver the photos before the five o'clock scheduled time to do the house. So that way the realtor's like, wow, you're supposed to do this house at five and you got the photos to me like five Oh five. Like you're so fast. Like, thank you so much. Like, I know that you like didn't get to the house yesterday and you get, you know, squeezed it in today. So you want to set a precedent in that real estate agent's mind that you can shoot an entire house in five minutes. Are you even thinking anything at all about this? I know it was a, so it was a danger. It was a dangerous proposition that I was setting myself up for. I already realized that Stephen. but then what happened? So I send the, the realtor to the photos like right after like five fifteen, something like that. And then, Oh, please tell me the realtor texted you back and was like, that's the wrong house. That's, no, that's not no. the house that was listed. And then you had to go find no, the that, that would have been bad. That. That been and bad. you had just gone into a random house. <laughs> I've done that before. I have done that before. Um, <laughs> that has happened. But um, imagine the surprise of the person because it was a rental that when I did that and I walked in, I'm like, oh, I'm here to photograph your house. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know my landlord was selling. <laughs> And then like start freaking out. <laughs> it's like, I felt Jeez. so bad. But Jeez. That's neither. That's a story for another time. But anyway, so to end that story about the house I was shooting today, the um, homeowner or the realtor rather uh, was like at dinner. So I like emailed them at five. I was like, sent them the photos. Then I texted that follow up. Like, Hey, I sent the photos. Cause I know you wanted to get the house on the market today. And she's like, oh, I'm at a dinner and then I got a thing for my son. Like, I'll get to it tonight. I'm like, I just like killed myself to like get these photos to you. And why would you do that? Now, why would you do that? Now in no you wanted hurry. to get the photos to them by after five. Um, most people's work day ends at five or four, depending on when they start Not their work realtors. day. Not realtors. <laughs> They're like us. They are always working. Ah, yeah. I mean, I do remember when Jen and I were looking for a house, our realtor was just like, yeah, no, I can meet you anytime you want. We can look at houses from literally 12 in the afternoon until 10 at night if you want. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. That is why I will never become a realtor. I feel like a lot of photographers end up going that route eventually when they decide they're done with photography. And to me, it's just kind of like, if you're going to leave this stressful job where you work all day long, every single day, why would you go to another stressful job where you work all day long every day? Why don't Mm -hmm. you, uh, you know, just get like a job as a custodian working at like a school (laughs) cafeteria or something, you know, like a school bus driver. Yeah. You don't, you don't have a lot of uh, responsibilities, you know, you know, you can just just, uh, take things all those small children. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, as long as you're not going over any train tracks or across any highways, it's probably pretty low risk, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So what, what, uh, are you, are you giving up on beer then, Steve? Is this podcast going to become a bourbon, a bourbon podcast? <clears throat> That'd be great. That would be great. Wouldn't it? You know, mm-hmm. I love bourbon. Bourbon's, mm, it's tasty. It's fun. So good. Uh, no, I just, I didn't have any beer tonight, buddy. I didn't have any beer, but, you know, I wanted to keep this loose and light and so fun. Wait, I was coming to visit you, and you didn't have any beer in your house? Um, I was going to go buy beer, <sighs> wow. but then you told me you weren't coming anymore, so I didn't go buy beer. Man. 
Uh, so, Stephen, I know uh, you have to get to bed. Also, you don't like my beers. So, I like Scarlet Lane. You were like Eric Bloodaxe, more like Eric Stinkface. And I was like, it's the best beer in the world. <laughs> I, I can't love a beer that you love. That's, uh, that'd be breaking my Hippocratic oath. So, Steve, I know you need to get to bed early tonight because you have to get up early to uh, order that new iPhone. Um, iPhone, is it 11? Is that what, we're, what they're calling it these days? Uh, I don't know. I don't pay attention to the news anymore, Dustin. You think I got time for that? I got, I got a wife. I got kids. I got a photography business, you know? I got and stuff what, to do. What are you always on in that pocket of yours? <sighs> you want to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> talking about your phone where you are talking about your that's phone. that's my tamagotchi it takes a lot of work to keep that tamagotchi alive you know what i'm saying gotta feed it gotta take it out to yeah. play well i mean i do have six different tamagotchis i'm trying to keep alive at all all different times of the oh day gosh that takes me back I'm trying to what was that like for me that would have been i think fourth or fifth grade that that was like a thing yeah i didn't have one my little brother did <laughs> i was too old at that time i was I was playing GoldenEye on the uh, Nintendo 64. I didn't have time I, mean, I was for doing that too. Were so you? Just gotta, were you just though? Pause up job to was, you know feed that. I was power stoning on the Sega Dreamcast. What, what were you doing? What were power you doing stoning. while I was power stoning? Yes, I was playing Damn. Power Stone. All right. So for those of you out there, the new Apple iPhone launched this week uh, over at the Steve Jobs Theater. Uh, I love it how they queue you up with all this crap that no one cares about, and then they always We got always new end. Apple Watches. We got new Apple Watches. Who wants a new Apple Watch? I mean, the older I get and the more Apple products and keynotes I watch, the more I'm like, there's really nothing too new about these products. Well, just, I mean, we, we're spoiled because in our lifetime, the iPhone came out, which completely revolutionized computing. Mm-hmm. We went Mobile from computing. we went from laptops and you know desktop computers to we now carry a thing in our pocket that's more powerful than the computers we had when we were in elementary school and junior high and stuff. Like we can do more on this little thing. So to have that thing happen in our lifetime, which is like a huge revolutionary change about like the way we think about computers, the way we use our devices, the way we interact with the world on a daily basis. Um, to have that happen and now we're in what we're the the 11th iteration or so of it where mm-hmm. they're just literally making this thing better but it's like it's the 11th time of making it better like this is not a revolutionary thing anymore so when you right. say like oh we man want it to be yeah no i don't want it to be like i want this to become better i want i want this to be better like i want an ipad to be better i want ipads to become a replacement for our laptops like i i want this mobile touch fit interface to become better you know their ipad announcement was super weird it was like oh our most popular ipad is the cheapest one surprise so we decided not to make the ipad pro better or the ipad air better we've decided to instead make the cheapest iPad better for more money. Well, they've been doing a thing with iPads for a while now where it's like, hey, we'll put out like a new iPad in the fall and then maybe another new one in the spring and that'll be a different (laughs) one. The the iPad lineup is a little bit different than the iPhone one. iPhone, it's, we got to have a new iPhone every single year for Christmas, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and like their laptops are like, we got to have new laptops every single year for back to school because kids right. use uh, laptops when they go back to school. I think we're going to see like iPads become the new, we got to have new iPads every single year for back to school. Cause what kids do you know that use laptops anymore? And soon the kids are going to be like, I need a new Apple TV subscription or I need, a new Disney plus subscription. I need new, new Apple eyeballs. I, I, I got to get Apple <laughs> eyeballs. Who, who, who wears a watch anymore? Mom, I need those Apple toenails. I need those Apple toenails, mom. How are toenails going to help you? They're inside your shoes. Exactly. Where else would you put them? Um, outside your shoes? What are you, a monster? I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> None of this makes sense. You cannot interact with something under your shoe. Oh, <laughs> Apple figures out a way, man. Oh, gosh. If you're going to make jokes about things that might exist in the Apple world, it has to at least be something that could possibly be usable. Like, Okay. Hey, Mom, I need another Apple. Can I get peanut butter with that Apple, Mom? All right, we're done with this. Nope, 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 we're done. You don't get to talk about the 11 Pro anymore. You're all, you're all done. You're all done. We're going to move on to our next topic. Passing okay. this one up. All right. Yeah, this is what you did. I want you to know you did this with your bad jokes. So can you explain to the listeners why the great Stephen Van Elk is like completely content with his iPhone 7? Refuses um, to go buttonless? Yeah. Uh, to all the listeners out there, Dustin joked so bad tonight that <laughs> I'm going to stay with my iPhone 7. Now, uh, Jen and I were talking about it. I think, I think we're going to get, I don't know if she's going to get or if I'm going to get, one of us is going to get an I, the uh, 11 Pro, I'm pretty certain. Oh, yeah, no, the the uh, the photo and video looks so, so much better than anything before. Uh, I think we just got to get our hands on it. We got to test it out. I think uh, my favorite takeaway from the keynote, like if I was mm. to name one feature that has me excited enough to drop $1,000 on a phone. It was the it end of the be, Joni I videos. You're like, oh, be, good. He's finally done doing those videos. <laughs> I'm so glad he doesn't work for that company anymore and he's doing his own things. It would be for the Filmic Pro uh, demonstration showing just how powerful the processing power of this phone is with the ability to shoot multiple camera angles at the same time Mm -hmm. with the phone so that you can shoot a tight shot and a wide shot or you can do... Uh, what I thought was kind of cool is when they, they did the interview where you literally were inter- like filming the person on one side of the phone and filming the person on the other side of the phone. Oh my gosh. It's almost like there's, there's cameras on the front and the back. It's like weird mm-hmm. that you could even, can you imagine doing that interview though, where the, you're literally looking at an iPhone that's in between the two <laughs> of you? Like that to me is just, there's a reason why when we do interviews, uh, traditionally in the video world, you put the cameras up over the person's shoulder because then it's like you're, uh, then they're not in the way. Like, oh gosh, it's really cool that they can do this, but also it's terrible and you should never do this. Oh, but we'll, we'll Steve and I will do it. We'll I do guess, podcast like guess that. if the phone was like suspended. So instead of being like eye line, it was like up above like the foreheads or something, because then you have like a, a semi nice angle where like, you're not shooting like from below the chin and making people look fatter. You're actually shooting from a little bit above. So they look like a little bit more slight, a little more demure. And then you can kind of crop that in a little bit. If you're shooting 4k, I guess, I don't know. I just, I don't like this. I like, just use two cameras just use two cameras and shoot over the shoulders just do that you could use two iphones and shoot over the shoulders it's all good there you go so steven and i would like to put it out there 
folks, uh, when he and I both get our oh, put it back iPhone in. 11 Pros, uh, we will be offering a free wedding video if you allow us to shoot the entire wedding on iPhones. Hell no. Hell to the no. Steve Van Elk doesn't do free work. Uh, did I, we're not delivering anything. There's no deliverables for free. We're just shooting the wedding for free, Stephen. <laughs> we're not editing anything. We're just exactly. shooting it. Just shooting it for free. <laughs> Price to be determined for editing. We're shooting it for free. We're not bringing any mics. We're not bringing any external lights. We're just shooting with the iPhones as they are for yes. free. Correct. Also, you have to buy us dinner. It can be at a and table, have- or it can just be a pizza that's brought to a back room. Either one, we're cool with it. Mm-hmm. 100%. If this interests you, let us know. Don't let me know. Just let Dustin know. I'm not doing this. I don't even care. He, he is. No. He no. Is. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. So, he Dustin, is. what's got you jazz about the iPhone 11 Pro? How do you see this changing your life? How do you see this changing your business? Uh, honestly, I mean... I want to try and incorporate it into with the wider camera lens. I've been thinking about how I can do more real estate video as an upsell because right now it's like I have to bring my Sony, I have to stabilize my gimbal. Um, It's just kind of cumbersome, the workflow with that um, for the amount of money that I can make doing it. And so what I've thought about doing is a lot of people have been switching over to some sort of a mobile, like an iPhone or iPad video type system and there's tons of apps and things that make it really easy um so i've actually honestly when i saw this that is the first thing i thought of was like holy shit like i could really do real estate video walkthroughs of homes super Mm -hmm. simple with my phone so the first thing you thought wasn't i'm going out of business because real estate agents will just buy this can't this phone and they'll do their own walkthroughs and they won't need me anymore. That wasn't your first thought. Your first thought was I could use this to better my business. Yeah. Because real estate photographers, they can't afford this phone. I like that because everybody else is coming at this with like a real, like I'm going out of business sort of thing. Uh, and so I, I like that you're taking the other route. I've, I've uh, seen a lot of people in different Facebook groups talking about how, uh, who's going to pay for a wedding photographer anymore when you can just buy an iPhone 11 pro. Yep. And that's why, why do that when you can just have Steven and I shoot your wedding for free on an iPhone 11 Pro. And you don't Pro. even have to buy an 11 Pro. We'll exactly. just do it, you know? We won't edit it. We won't deliver it, but we'll do it. If you want to buy us an iPhone 11 Pro, that would be cool too. It'd be nice to have a backup camera. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You buy an 11 Pro for Dustin, an 11 Pro for me. They got to be uh, the highest uh, size Gigabit. memory. Yeah. yeah 512. We, we need those 512s, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, come, we'll come shoot your wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sounds yep. good to me. What is that? Like a $1,500 phone then or... Uh, I think it's like 1200, 1200 bucks. I thought the 1200 buck one was like the, the lowest tier, not the highest tier. No. Cause I'm getting the, the max, uh, with the five, uh, 256 gig. I think it was like 1100. You know, the real thing for me when I see stuff like this is like, how does GoPro survive this? How does uh DJI's like Osmo line survive this? 
Uh, I think that still has a place in the market because these, like, I think people are still, when they're spending this kind of money on a phone, there's still that babying factor. Like they don't want to like, Oh, I'm not going to strap this thing to my bike helmet and go down this mountain. Or I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, go skydiving with this thing hanging off my uh, wrist. I don't know. You'd be surprised what people will do with a strap on I mean, Dustin. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying there won't be people that do that. I'm just saying that there's still going to be those people who are like, oh, I've got all my contacts and Tinder hookups in that phone. Like I can't lose that. Oh, um, I didn't even think about my Tinder hookups. What am I going to exactly. do? Hmm. Exactly. Uh, so that's why they're like, I'm going to resort to my Osmo Pro or my GoPro Karma. Yeah. So without further ado, let's cross over into the drone zone. Is that even still a thing? Does like GoPro even still no, making drones? No, they, they stopped. They made the Karma. There was some sort of defect with it, and they were like, oh, screw this. We, we out. There was some some sort of bad karma. Yeah. No, it was a shame, too, because, like, the, the footage I saw from the karma, like, when it first came out, was amazing looking. It was uh, on par, if not better, than, like, what DJI was also putting out at the same time. And uh, it would have been awesome to have some, like, real competition for DJI, but the karma just didn't cut it on, like, the uh, flight stuff. But the karma um, also the had most a, important part. Yeah, the karma also <laughs> had like a like a handheld like gimbal for your GoPro. Like the the way the karma worked was like it was literally like a GoPro attached to a gimbal attached to the drone, and you could take that gimbal and GoPro off the drone then and just walk around with it. So it was actually really cool. Well, with your DJI, you can walk around with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> nothing stopping you from doing that steve yeah well i mean casey and i said did like a video where he took like the gimbal thing off and like showed how you could just hand held do like handheld stuff with it and like it was just it was it worked great there too so it's sad but i mean the stuff gopro's been doing with like just their gopros has been amazing the way they've like uh made the mics and like the audio better and stuff like that and the in-camera stabilization like it's it's a really good camera you know oh, or the little pocket you. thing 1249 for the 256 and 1449 for the yeah that's what i thought that's what i thought so doesn't we talked enough about apple we've talked enough about those good good phones um mm-hmm. what else do we want to talk is there really anything else to talk about i think we can just call else? it a night mm. so so doesn't janet from random facebook group says i just got paid by a client 4k in cash what am i nice. supposed to do with that much cash uh, first thing I do is hop on over to stephendustinsavetheworld.com. We take cash uh, donations there. <laughs> 100%. We will fly to you to get that cash donation. Um, and go ahead and jump on there and become a producer of the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can't argue with that. But I don't understand the question, I suppose. I just got paid by a client 4K in cash. I get paid by clients in cash all of the time. Yeah? In 4K in cash? Like, uh, you got a 4K yeah. video of cash that they paid you Yes. Back. Yes, it's a new cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. They, they send you video of cash. If it's got to be 4K. Yeah. If it's not 4K, you can't really get the detail. So, you know, the bit Sometimes scanners can't detect 8K. it. <laughs> Yeah, 8K. So that in case we get one of those new TVs, we we have yeah. 8K cash. Well, I mean videos. that is the thing. Once they go to an 8K TV, then you lose all that cash. 
<laughs> exactly. Um, I just got, what am I supposed to do with my cash? You put it in a safe, you hold on to it. I don't know, dude. I mean, you just got paid 4K in cash. <laughs> you you got run, to the casino. You run straight to Candyman, right? You run straight to Candyman? You, you can get some, some nose blow, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, no. Do not listen to Steven. Is this a, is this a Florida podcast? <laughs> is this a Florida podcast? You go straight to your Candyman. <laughs> You can get some of that snow. You go Scarface. Man, oh man, Steven, you're terrible. Do not do drugs. Do not do drugs, especially not cocaine. Or else you'll end up looking like Steve. Yeah. Then <laughs> that's not a good look. It's a reason we're an audio podcast. Yeah. Um, What's 4K in cash? Donate it to your favorite charity. <laughs> Put it in the safe. Go to a bank. Do you know what a bank is? You you can uh, go to no. banks and no, you can you can say hey, Steve. hey no. put this in my bank account. And if it's not your bank, you can say hey, give me a cashier's check. <laughs> that then I can take that cashier's check and upload it to my bank account. You know, using like the 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 uh, the, the app on your phone to upload yeah. your uh, checks or whatever. I mean, uh, that's not a perfect system, but you could yeah. do it. You could do it. Four K. Is under the government's limit, I believe. I think the limit's like <laughs> nine thousand bucks before they start red flagging you. So you should be fine to just drop that into your bank account. I mean, if you're feeling really paranoid about Uncle Sam, you know, spread it out over a couple weeks and a couple of different accounts in the Caymans. Just spread it out. Yeah. You know, just buy a laundromat and uh, get a bunch of quarters. Get that 4K, put it into quarters, and just cycle it through your laundry machines. You know, you got a lot of people running loads. That's called money laundering. Wait, what? Are you? Is that where the term comes from? <laughs> it's when you put coins into laundry machines. All right, another question uh, or topic. Steve's kind of screwing me up here. Oh, hell yeah. It's crime time. My brother is stealing my photos. <laughs> this this one comes from on. Reddit. That's why it can't go in the uh, the questions at the end. Because you don't let Reddit questions go in. We've had Reddit questions in there for like a year now. And you're just like, no, we don't do Reddit. We only do Facebook. <laughs> so here's a, here's a question straight from Reddit. My brother is stealing my photos and putting them on Instagram. How do I handle this? Okay, let me just say... My brother is 13, but he has 1,500 followers on Insta, and he has stolen like five of my actual photography pictures, and I can't do anything about it because my brother blocked my account. <laughs> the only way I have known about it is through my friends showing me his account and recognizing these photos. I just realized this. What can I do about it so I can get the photos deleted because my brother won't listen when I asked him to delete it? <laughs> So no longer are we growing up in a society where people are like, oh, my brother's like stealing my clothes or my sister's playing with my Barbie dolls. Now it's like, ah, oh, my brother's stealing my photos and posting them on social media and blocking me. So there's literally nothing I can do. I mean, you're going to just have to sue him for intellectual property theft. Damn it, Jeffrey. Did you steal another one of my photos? <laughs> How is he getting your photos, I think would be my first question. Jeffrey, how the f*** did you get this photo, Jeffrey? 
you didn't block me, Philly. So I'll just screenshot it, crop it, and I re-upload it. But I got actual followers. So uh, you're going to have to just suck on my ding-a-lang. Whoa, 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 Jeffrey, you're 13. Whoa. Ding-a-ling is the name of my Yomega Yo-Yo. Let's not get carried away. Is that away. yogurt? <laughs> Yomega Yo-Yo? You didn't have a Yomega Yo-Yo? That sounds like Yo-Play yogurt? Is that oh is that Yo-Play? This sounds like Yo-Play. Steven, I forget how young you are. You missed the Yo-Yo generation. Yeah, I guess I'm just not familiar with Yo Mega Man. There was Duncan, and then there was Yo Mega. It's okay. Yeah. So now that you've done all your cool yo yo tricks with your dingling, <laughs> you walk the dog with your dingling. You've now told oh. Philly to suck it. <laughs> I don't feel like Philly has gotten any closer to uh, getting those 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 pictures taken down though. So I think really the um, best solution you can do is just start taking photos that would make your brother lose followers should he steal them. Or start stealing your brother's photos and posting them to your account. You know what I'm saying? Or just steal your brother's account. <laughs> just hack his phone. It can't be that hard. What is it? His birthday? Ask him if you can share accounts. Who, who's your brother's crush? Just ask ask your brother what his crush is, and uh, that's probably his password. Now you got it. You know yeah. what? You know, just tattle. Go to, go to mom and dad and tattle. I wish we knew how old the person asking the question was. Just tattle. Go to your parents and tattle. That's all you Watch, have to he's do. He's like seven. Person asking <laughs> the question is on Reddit. He's a seven year old. I'm so much brother better than Jeffrey at the internet. <laughs> I don't understand but he's, how he's stealing but he's my, my photos. Big brother at thirteen, what can I do? <laughs> There's no recourse for this, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That's our mom, Philly. <laughs> how dare you say that about our mom? I think I still go down in the record books as my favorite thing. We were playing Phase Ten around the dinner table at a family gathering. And I was doing rather good for those of you who play phase 10. And my mom just screams at me, you are such a son of a bitch. <laughs> I was like, uh, mom. And you winked right at her and you said, yes, I am. <laughs> wink. <laughs> and she was, was like, you like, don't have well, to say wink while you wink, Dustin. We all get it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. What else do we got? I think we answered that one. John from Random Facebook Group wrote. Anyone else finding their adverts deleted on loads of bridal pages? I've got Facebook investigations. Who's doing this? Because many page admins say they've not. He's literally posting that his services are for sale on other people's Facebook pages and in their public groups. This guy, John. And then he's wondering why people are deleting them. And then this guy goes on to say in the comments when people suggest that it could be other photographers reporting him for spam or that photog admins in those groups might have, have removed his posts. Yep. Then this might come under antitrust laws too. deliberately <laughs> to deliberately sabotage company advertising in this way. If that's happening to me, Facebook will find it and I'm sure they'll have something to say about it. It could actually come under some. 
sort of against the law thing too because facebook <laughs> is a public forum platform and not a private publisher site and then he goes on to say there's a lot of stuff kicking off with the Google group of sites about publisher versus platform because since 2016, these sites have all become Hillary Clinton gangster infested <laughs> and Silicon Valley have been gearing up to be very biased against Trump for 2020. It's antitrust laws. <laughs> so, Dustin. So, was, was, there a, was there a question in there, Steve? <laughs> No, this is just the most batshit crazy thing I've seen on the internet in a while. Have you, have you, have you noticed people deleting your adverts off of their Facebook pages or out of their Facebook public groups? Uh, I can't say that I have. I do get a plethora of individuals that feel the need to tag me uh, on their Instagram posts that I do not know. And uh, so every day I wake up in the morning and I go through and uh, block and delete and report their accounts or that they're just behavior? trying to get more reach bro they're just trying to get more reach why why you why you why are you nerfing the reach uh because that's what i do steve i'm nerf i'm nerf gun mckibben over here you know instagram is actually a public forum platform and not a private publisher site so i think that could fall under antitrust laws if you're <laughs> i'm nerfing their reach nerfing their reach it's okay, Steve. I message them as soon as I do it, and I say, your reach has just been nerfed. So, um, I might have gone through in this random Facebook group, and I might have, when this guy said that uh, this comes up under antitrust laws because they're deliberately sabotaging his company advertising, I might have, I might have instead of liking his post, I might have put a laughing emoji up. And I'm, oh, yeah? I might have done this on every single thing that he wrote because I found it so funny because he doesn't understand that Facebook is actually a private, like their, their platform's actually private and not public. If it was public, you'd be able to search it on Google or Bing or all those other platforms, but you can't because it's not public. It's, it's a locked private thing. Um, so I laughed at all this stuff. That's what I thought when you, when you were saying that it was public, I was like, I thought this was a whole big thing that came up a while ago about them being <laughs> When a, I was reading off this crazy person's things, you were like, oh, geez, those are Steve's thoughts and opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Steve thinks that the Hillary Clinton gangster infested yes. Google yes. groups exactly. are going down. Um I'm all about those gangster groups. <laughs> the Hillary Clinton gangster groups. Get it right. Mm -hmm. Call them HCGs for short. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, long story short, I, I left the laughing emoji and um, this guy blocked me and then wrote on the post, why is Stephen Van Elk laughing all, at all this? I don't find this funny. <laughs> and nobody said anything. It just stayed there in this random Facebook group. And... I only know this happened because somebody pointed it out to me, but uh, I was just cracking up because one person is blocked me. <laughs> no. Uh -oh. It was in like one of those Facebook wedding photography groups that has literally like 45,000, 50,000 people. Um, but here's the big thing. When you go into like a public group and you say, hey, I offer these services that doesn't work as an advertising method, which this person is doing that. I don't know why that that's literally, I've never seen that work for a single person where they go in and leave like a 
a, a spammy post in somebody else's Facebook group saying they offer their services. Um, and it especially doesn't work if you put it on somebody's Facebook page, because on their Facebook page, it doesn't even show up like in the main discussion. It's like you have to click through to what is the community saying about this Facebook page to even see it. So it's like double hidden there. And it's just like your Facebook page already doesn't have any reach. And then for people to leave something on your Facebook page that you didn't write, it gets hidden even beyond how much your Facebook page is already hidden because Facebook hates businesses. Um <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so this guy's like complaining about all this and it's like, nobody, nobody has a heart to tell him like, stop. Like, this doesn't matter. Don't do it. Like, just move on. And I didn't have the heart to do it either, obviously, because I'm an asshole and I just left laughing emojis. Mm, so Dustin, this brought you joy, how would you advertise on Facebook? Try to bring in some new, uh, some new clients. Would you go to the Facebook Talk- groups? What are you doing? Targeted ads to engaged couples. Uh, uh, targeted to, ads to Hillary Clinton gangster infested gangster couples. Engaged couples. Yep. Yeah. Do you want to move on to some actual questions? Some actual questions? Some actual questions? So that Big Daddy <sighs> Steve can get to bed soon? Mm, Big Daddy. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we still haven't talked about Skylum Luminar. Have you finally downloaded it? Skylum Luminar 4? Uh, no, nope. it's nope. been in our show notes forever. I think we even talked about it on the Patreon, and you were like, "I'm about to download that and see what it does." Still haven't done yeah. it. Skyline Luminar for uh, like... has a thing where it auto replaces the your skies for you in your photos. So if you have like a blown out sky, it just no, dude, it's just cool. It's just cool. I know you love knocking out those skies and putting fake clouds in. <laughs> I have the I have the earlier version. Does the earlier version knock out those skies and put those fake clouds in for you? Not well, which yeah. is why I deleted it. Yeah, so you know, you you want to take those boring skies and jazz them up a little bit, Dustin McKibben style, without paying that Dustin McKibben editing money that he pays out. Uh, you know, I do it all myself. Maybe now. get that Skyline Luminar Four. What you're doing? You're doing your sky replacements all on your own now. I do all my editing, real estate editing, in house now. <sighs> because your editing company screwed you over, or whatever. And it just did it again. I sent a house off yesterday and a new realtor. Uh, so I wanted to wow them with really good, clean edits. Mm, baby. And still haven't gotten the edits back. How long did you tell the realtor it take? I mean, I edited them myself and sent them to her because I wasn't going to make the same mistake. So I intentionally edited them all myself, but then sent like 15 of them to the editing company that had like a lot of mixed lighting. Mm-hmm. That that's like what they specialize in is going in and like color correcting all the mixed lighting and making color cast on walls and stuff all blend and look good. Yeah. But nope. Nope, nope, nope. Adding blue skies out the windows on an overcast day. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, buddy. All right. So you just you fired this editing company and now you're you're moving on? Yep. You don't work moving with uh, the Do, Australians anymore? I've cut the Australians from my life. That's sad. That's sad. Are we going to have to kick all the Australians from our Patreon? <laughs> yep. Unless they want to edit real estate photos for me. <laughs> Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. But I did, I did want to acknowledge, um, how do we pronounce this guy's name? Garag Bot? Garang? Garang? Uh, I think it's Goring Bat. Goring Bat? Goring Bat? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Knocked it out of the park. Got it in one. Gringbat from, Gringbat from our very own Facebook group asked uh, if Steven or I, uh, what our thoughts were on Smart Album's new pricing structure. But before I get into that, wanted to thank him for trying out HoneyBooks, um, who hopefully will actually be a sponsor of our podcast some, someday, some point. I'm cutting that part out. Thank you. <laughs> But it's just, he uh, goes on to say that it seems like everything is switching to a subscription model these days. Uh, I didn't know, I know you and Jennifer own your own editing company, but I didn't know if you used anything for albums, such as smart albums. We do not, no. So we use Fundy. So I've never looked into smart albums. Mm-hmm. Um, smart albums is like a company that helps you design your albums, right? I think it's just like a fundy, but it's web-based. So you uh, like, I'm sure they have an option, like a premium type thing that they'll design the album for you. But um, I think it's just like you drop your photos in and then it like auto populates spreads based on sizes you input, just like fundy, I think. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. I I don't know how any of this works. Sorry, bud. I'm sorry. I failed you. It looks like based on the uh, based on the thing, based on the screenshot he sent us, it looks like they also maybe are trying to encroach on like pass and Pixify and like those kind of things with like maybe cloud proofing, mm-hmm. or maybe that's just like proofing the albums. It's probably just proofing the albums, and then it looks like for the premium plan, you can get like slideshows. I mean, looking at this, uh, looking at this pricing structure, it seems all right. I mean, twelve dollars, twenty-four dollars a month—that's not a big deal, right? If you're if you're doing a lot of albums, that seems pretty decent. See, I don't, I don't do that many albums, mm-hmm. so I like free. Why don't Why don't you do more albums, bud? Oh, I do a lot of albums. People pay for the albums with their wedding packages. Uh, they just never order them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And what what is it? What does that mean, you? You design a lot of albums, and this would save you a lot of time, no, but then people don't, don't order them? them? No. No, okay. I, do, I don't design them. So how our packages are set up, Stephen, is you get an album with your package, but then I tell them it's on them to let me know when they're ready to, to, to do the album, and then I send them a link um, on how to pick the photos for their books. Uh, and that's a lot of work, Steve. And so a lot of them are like, I'm not going to do it. And so then no album ever gets made. Mm-hmm. It makes me really sad. I typically send a follow-up in like November time so that they don't ambush me like right before Christmas and say, I want my album. Isn't Christmas that what is always coming? happens though? You're like, Hey, uh, you know, you can get this album or whatever, or, um, you know, I'm going to gift you like a free canvas or something like that. And they don't care and they don't ever like pick out what they want. And then like a week before Christmas is like, I need this and I need it by Christmas day. It's imperative. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, it's too late now. Like, <laughs> ain't, Santa ain't making these albums. I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's because I don't believe in elf labor, you know, pay your workers, yeah. Santa, pay your Come workers. On. Yeah. I, I, there's no follow-up on that. That's true. That is true. I mean, he thinks because they use magic that he doesn't have to pay them. Like, come on. Come on, Santa. Yeah. You know, I thought All Santa right. was a decent guy when I was younger, but he's just not. He's just not. 
then I don't feel driver. like enough people are talking about how much of a piece of shit St. Nick is. And that'll do it for us tonight, guys. From Cody Wiseman in our very own Facebook group, this question comes straight from him. Okay, little situation at tonight's wedding. I normally eat off away from the rest of the guests, but this couple insisted that I just eat with everyone else, and they were not putting me off to the side. I felt weird about it, but okay, I'll go with it. Well, I'm an American in England, so everyone likes to ask me questions. Well, there was another American sitting at the table from New York and of Indian, not even American, but like actual India descent. Uh, she told me she was from the States as well. And we started talking all was well until she asked me how I knew the couple. And I told her they reached out and hired me. She goes on acting as if it was weird that they bought my food. And I told her that was normal. She then goes for the photographer to sit with the guests is not normal. At this point, I understand what she's saying. I told her that no, but from time to time, the couples insist, and I'm not going to push the issue. Knowing I'm from the South, she says, since you're from the South, you'll understand when I say, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> WTF. Then she doesn't say another word or look in my direction for the rest of the night. At first, I thought it might be some sort of cultural thing as I'm the hired help, but there was mm -hmm. another person from India there and uh, at, sitting at the table and that person was just fine. And Cody and this person talked for the rest of the night. Cody says, mm -hmm. I wanted to say, ah, oh, honey, I'm sorry that you got put at the table with the hired help, but sometimes that's just how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> that's what I would have said. That would that'd be an awesome remark. And Cody wrote read with tone. Does he mean like uh, Jim Carrey in uh, the, the movie Bruce Almighty? Sometimes and it's just how the cookie crumbles. Cookie crumbles. I don't know. Let me hear your Jim Carrey. Give me some I Jim Carrey. I, don't, I thought it was Anchorman. Was it Anchorman? Where they're like doing the different sign-offs mm. for the news. Oh, yeah. And okay, like, okay, okay. And that's that. just how the cookie crumbles. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Was that, was that Will Ferrell? <laughs> Give me your best Will Ferrell. I, I don't I don't really do a, a Will Ferrell. Does anyone? <clears throat> does anyone? I can I can maybe do a Ron. No, I can I don't even know if I can do a Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Will Ferrell plays Ron Burgundy. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to this. Let's get back to this. The real questions. Um, Cody just let it go, but man, it rubbed him the wrong way. Anyone ever get anything like this where they feel like they're being treated as lesser than? Yeah, all the time. All the time uh, on this podcast with mm -hmm. uh, me, Dustin feels like he's treated as yeah. than. <laughs> every week. That's why we've started going on other podcasts, just so that I can feel a little bit better about myself. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you got to get that love wherever you can get it, buddy. Mm -hmm. And you know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to keep you. I'm not going to hold you back from getting that love. You know, you, you got to get it. Even if it means that, you know, you're, uh, you know, two people, one mic. <laughs> I will release the name of that podcast when it comes out. Two next people, week. one mic. Mm -hmm. That's what we're calling it. Yeah. Two people, one microphone. Yeah, it's dirty. It's I used, filthy. I used it's a filthy that podcast line that you guys coined on this podcast. I think I I don't remember what which guest it was. Uh, I'm sure you remember. Um, but now when I do the couple with the veil, uh -huh. and I go under the veil with them, and I say, yeah, you know, I say, uh, bridegroom. Oh, how do I say it? 
I, I would love to hear this. Come on, tell me. That's like, uh, I don't remember. Three people, Got one that. veil. All yeah. different people in one heart. Let's all kiss after I take the photo. Is that what you do? I think I, I think that was what I one of our guests did. Going. You know? That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You should be doing jingles, Stephen. It's going to be a freaky time tonight. Why did you ask me to do your intimate shots after the wedding was over? Just climb under my veil with me. And him. <laughs> and him. And her. And him. It's going to be a good time tonight. It's a cathedral veil tonight. <laughs> and we're feeling all right. Oh, I like that. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know what overcame me. I just, I felt the spirit move within me. Uh, the spirit of the veil, I, I believe. It the was, spirit uh, of the veil. Well, you know, it was the ghost that... F- throws the veil up when when you need a ghost to throw the veil up when there's no wind um you know those those ghost photos gotta love them uh yeah so i felt this way a few times and it typically happens going back to what cody asked about feeling lesser than or feeling like you're treated like the help cody Um, didn't ask us to break into song that wasn't what cody i mean cody (laughs) cody was begging for that Every every person who asks a question on this podcast is begging us to break into song. They're like, I want Dustin's really, really good singing and Steve's very, very poor singing. And I want to mix them together and it feels good in my ear belly. And, um, <laughs> in my ear. Yeah. So we're trying to make the crossover into radio. Yeah. So the thing is, uh, typically when I feel this, it's when I'm at a wedding and someone doesn't refer to me by name. They refer to me as photographer, even though I've introduced m- myself to them, shook their hand and uh you know talk to them for a little bit and then they say photographer and they snap at me and then when i finally turn around and i'm like oh i guess this person is talking to me like they would talk to a dog maybe um they whistle and um then they hold out some treats and (laughs) it gets real weird man they gets real (laughs) weird they're like sit sit bag bag yeah when they come up with a leash and they hook it onto your belt loop is that when you get mm-hmm. concerned yeah but basically anytime somebody refers to me by my job title as opposed to my name and then snaps at me or claps or does something else like that uh that is terrible and no 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 there's nothing that screams hired help more than a name tag <laughs> nobody wants to be seated at a table with a hired help doesn't come on bless your heart uh we haven't had any parents or um brides and grooms who have been sort of treated us like hired help uh the thing we've struggled with a few weddings so far this year is the bridal party the bridesmaids specifically Mm -hmm. um they could just really give a rat's ass about us and um i don't know if that's like an age thing or if that's a um i don't know what that is but yeah they just uh it was like pulling teeth to get them to care feel like they cared about being in the wedding Mm -hmm. so i've sent them a youtube link to a youtube channel i follow called best bridesmaids i was hoping that you know that would encourage the rest of our bridesmaids to shape up a little cutting that out okay um what do you want to say 
Can't, can't cut out all that sweet content, Stephen. I can cut out the sweet content when you refer to something we don't do anymore, a, a defunct YouTube channel. Uh, you know, Steve from a random Facebook group has this to ask, though, Dustin. Photographers who use presets, do you prefer Cheeto skin tones or Dorito skin tones? Asking for a friend because fall is coming. Is that really how you refer to skin tones? Is by your favorite chips? It is not me. This is a random Steve, <laughs> not a Steve Van Elk pretending to be a random. <laughs> not a real Stephen Van Elk. Not even a real Stephen Van Elk. That is correct. Well, that's an interesting way to put it, though, because I didn't. I would never really think about editing in terms of chips. But now that's all I see when I think of different photographers' editing styles when it comes to skin tones. I'm like, that person's Doritoed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I prefer like a Harvest Cheddar Sun Chip, you know? That's what I'm going for. I'm going for a good old classic Pringle. Mm, nice. A little curvy, a little Ooh, crispy, yeah. but yeah. clean and white. Really? I like the rumpled look of the uh, the Sun Chip, you know? I like that. I like the, uh, the, the, the cheesy orangeness. I think it's a good look. The old Trumpster look? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Could, does it get any better? You know? No. No, yeah, it really I, it, doesn't. <laughs> I mean, everybody loves a Chester Cheeto, but... <laughs> that's true. Who's going to turn down a sun chip? That's, that's, that's the sun baking those chips. Mm-hmm. It's heavenly. The heavenliest. Mm-hmm. Rebecca Elliott from our very own Facebook group asks, I've seen this topic come up in a lot in my local market, but not sure how it translates across the U.S. or internationally. Do you share images, watermarked or otherwise, with vendors? Because I'm doing it. I'm in my fifth season, six, if you want to count my single wedding first year of weddings. And I've mm-hmm. never done do. any marketing slash advertising. This year, I started posting to IG very irregularly and keep telling myself I'll finally start a blog. But I haven't yet. I shoot about 15 weddings a year on word of mouth and another 15 or 20 is a second shooter. Usually I just share images with vendors who ask, but this season I've started creating vendor galleries of web-sized watermarked images and sharing them with MF and everyone. But I'm too impatient to see if this is a, this is a viable tactic for referrals. So have you done it? Do you share your photos? Is it worth the time it takes to make the extra gallery and hunt down email addresses. It's something we've thought about. I know you guys are really good about doing this. Um, I can barely remember the vendors two weeks after the wedding. We, we get all the vendor information from the bride and groom ahead of time so that we have mm-hmm. who all the vendors are. And uh, we don't share with everyone like right out the gate. Uh, we share with the bride and with the groom. And if we worked with somebody like a planner or somebody who asked for the photos uh, or just a planner we know, we'll share with them. If we worked with somebody who asked for the photos specifically, we will share with them. Um, unless they ask in like a really we- rude, weird way, <laughs> we might not. Um, but I can't think of a time when that's ever actually happened. So, uh but we don't we don't watermark our images when we share them with people. Um, I don't know. I just I I personally don't like the way watermarks look on images. I feel like they look really bad. So, um, and I feel like it devalues your content because it turns 
it turns your photo, which you're hoping somebody will share and tag into a marketing photo for yourself, which I see the value in that. But what I don't see is other people wanting to share those photos when it looks like a marketing ploy for yourself. So I don't know. I just, plus I just feel like it ruins my image when I see like my a, a watermark on the image. So I'm, I'm not big on this, but, um, I don't think it's going to hurt. I don't think, you know, I think doing the legwork, chasing this stuff down, I think, it could only help. It's not like anybody's going to be upset about this or angry. So I think it's a very nice thing. And we're all about being very nice people here at the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. We're the nicest people. Perhaps. Yeah. Doesn't, what do you, what do, you do? I give people whatever they want, Steve. However they want it. Whenever they want it. With a watermark. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and give Dustin whatever he wants, whenever he wants it, however he wants it. However he wants it. Yeah. Which, what he wants when he wants it. What he wants is a five-star review. When he wants it is now. And how he wants it is on iTunes or Stitcher. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at WedPick hangover dustin my man, my man is on instagram at dustin underscore mckibben and steven is at steven van elk if you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners join the wedding hangover facebook group but if you really want to warm our hearts head on over to steve and dustin save the world.com and you can sign up to support us for as little as one dollar a month but if you want to be really awesome you can sign up just like Agne Curtenate Katmandu. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was a tough, that's a tough one. Uh, you, you can sign up just like Agne Katmandu did uh, and support us for $5 a month. You will get access to Steve and Dustin Save the World. That's our weekly Patreon-only podcast for our $5 a month subscribers where we answer more questions from Facebook every single week. We help save your world. And we don't. I also share a lot of uh, personal stories about our, our life and uh, the way our businesses have been impacted by <sighs> crazy, crazy things that have happened to us. <laughs> am, I, am I overselling or underselling there? I feel like... Underselling. Definitely underselling. Okay. okay. Just just wanted to check. Um, yeah. But if you want to sign up to be as awesome as Agne Kamandu, uh, head on over to stephendustinsavetheworld.com. And Agne... Dear, dear me. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. It means the world to us. We'll see you next time. Your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right next Sunday after you shoot another wedding. Dun dun dun. Man. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's your weekend look like? You pretty busy? Uh, I'm leaving in six hours to head to Indianapolis. Ooh, snap. Six hours? Why are you leaving so early in the morning? Well, I'm waking up in six hours. I am... Set that alarm back an hour or two. Trust me. Wink. Well, we want want to hit Ikea to get some crap for our house. Skip Ikea. Wink. And then Corinne wants to go to the outlet mall. But you guys are going to be shooting a wedding the next day. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Just have a bunch of Ikea stuff sti- sitting in the back of your van while you're shooting the wedding? Like, this is a terrible idea. Yep. If you're planning yep. an Ikea trip, plan it for the trip home, not for the trip there. Well, this whole trip was orchestrated around me coming to Indianapolis tonight. <laughs> Had 
this already been prearranged that we weren't coming, then yes, we would have come down, shot the wedding, and stayed Saturday night and done all of this stuff on Sunday. Yeah. But I planned on staying tonight, and then Crin was going to come down tomorrow. We were going to do all these things, have a fun little day in Indy without the kids, and then uh, shoot the wedding. And then, I mean, I, I always get stressed not being in Indy the night before a wedding in Indy because of the driving to Indy. Yeah. No, it's a big, it's a big trip. I understand. Because we've been in situations where all it takes is we don't get out the door in time and then there's an accident and then there's this woman creeping up on us. Just my wife. She takes your phone from you at a certain hour? Yeah. You know how it is. (laughs) Time's up on your phone, Steve. She can't find the remote for the TV and the TV just, her phone died so the TV just started playing. She's pretty upset that I didn't come tonight. Super upset. She's lost. Yeah. Destin, thanks so much for recording with me tonight, but we should call it a night. Goodbye. Bye. Hi, my name's Dustin McKibben. I'm a shill for HoneyBook now. I'm a shill. Hey, I'm Dustin McKibben. Have you seen my code for HoneyBook? I have a code. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs.